how much does diet actually impact our orgasms? I mean, does it even? Is it true that some foods can not only make us feel hornier, but actually give us better, longer lasting orgasms? What about the things we consume that have the opposite effect? In this episode, I'll be talking about all of that, plus a bit on vaginal pH balances and more. Please note, my language can get a bit naughty in parts, so listener discretion is necessary. Hey, howdy, doody, holla, holla, yo, wagwan. It's episode two, and um, yeah, despite the uh, old sinus problem, you know, crappy weather and all that, I'm good. Christmas is coming, my birthday is coming, woohoo! Like, December is such an exciting month for me. Always has been since I was little, because obviously it's like the month of Christmas, which means like overindulgence, toys and all that shit when you're a kid. But on top of that, it was my birthday at the beginning of the month. So it was like the whole month was just like pure celebrations for as long as I can remember. And actually, I still feel that way now. I'm like, don't nobody try and dull my shine. I'm taking the whole month of December as a celebration, like forever, like for as long as I live. That's just how we're doing it. So yeah, I'm feeling great. We are edging towards December at breakneck speed actually i can't believe this year has flown by it's crazy to even think that it's a good vibe it is a good vibe i hope everybody is feeling good if you listen to episode one i really hope you enjoyed it i've had some uh, interesting feedback which is great i love to hear back from people what you think what you feel what could be better it's maybe great if you like something in particular or you like something in particular you know give me a shout i'm all ears i recently put up a question on my insta story that was along the lines of your orgasm is based on your pH balance and the majority of women are not on an alkaline diet so their vagina is dysfunctional because of all the GMO and acidic foods. That's basically what the post was. It was like a tweet, a screenshot of a tweet that a guy, (laughs) surprise, surprise, put up and was referencing what happens to a woman's vagina if she doesn't eat, in his opinion, an alkaline diet. So that kind of forced me to raise an eyebrow, like like you're probably doing now, like men and women are like probably, what, hey, hold on, what does he, what, what, is, what does he know? Is he a doctor? He wasn't a doctor, let me just say. It was, I think he just probably Googled it or might've heard his boys talking about it and thought, yeah, you know what? I know all about the vagine. I'ma tell you exactly what's popping off. But yeah, it forced me to raise an eyebrow, but I kind of, kind of wanted to know what my my insta timeline thought when i put up polls people really do interact which is great so i thought let me throw this up and see what people think so there was two options that i gave because instagram only allows you to unless of course you do like the quiz the answer thing but like polls you can only have like two options so i asked whether they believed there was some truth in it or if they thought there was none at all. Unsurprisingly, most of the people that got involved felt that there was no truth in it at all. And I I think because of the way the tweet was kind of put together and the kind of tone behind the tweet, which sounded very much like a man sort of putting his, don't get me wrong, I'm not like, okay, men can't talk about women and women can't talk about men. No, 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 we can all share ideas, thoughts and opinions. I, I don't have an issue with that at all. In fact, I welcome that. But sometimes when men talk about a woman's body, they talk about it, with a kind of 
authority which I think rubs women up the wrong way sometimes and I think the way or the tone of this particular tweet I think before you even try and unpack and pull apart what he could have meant you automatically think but who the hell are you? Do you know what I mean? So I wasn't surprised about the response. And of course, those that kind of voted for, there was some truth in it. A few of them were women, but the majority was men. So I thought that was quite telling actually about like our mindsets. Now, I wanted to explore this further because I kind of thought to myself, well, we kind of know that foods do have an overall effect on our bodies in general. Like what we eat, our diet impacts our body as a whole. And obviously the vagina is part of the body, a very crucial part of the body, I'll have you know. So I wanted to explore how diet might affect the vagina. From what I understand, the pH balance itself, the pH balance in a woman's vagina doesn't have much to do directly with orgasms, although there could be a sort of link. I think first of all, let's just establish, when we talk about the pH balance of a vagina, we're referring to how acidic the vagina is. That's right, the vagina's got a bit of pizzazz. Now, there are lots of good bacteria in the vagina. You know, you hear this all the time, the vagina's got bacteria, you don't want to knock the pH balance off because the bacteria will, the good bacteria will die and the bad bacteria will thrive. That, I think most women understand that's a real situation. So the good bacteria in the vagina, they work towards keeping it healthy and maintaining this pH balance, a good pH balance. A good pH balance is considered below 4.5 on the pH scale. So if the pH levels increase, the vagina becomes less acidic. And when that happens, it becomes a breeding ground for other bacteria, not so good bacteria, and ultimately reduces the quality of the good bacteria that's doing bits to keep you nice. I hope that makes sense. The direct result of the pH increase can bring about a bout of BV or thrush. Now, if you're unaware of what BV is, its proper name is bacterial vaginosis. You might have heard it on the TV where there's been adverts for creams that can combat bacterial vaginosis. It's a bacterial infection which affects the vagina. It's an overgrowth condition. So it's the overgrowth of the not so nice bacteria. And that basically causes like a fishy odor. And usually there's an unusual kind of gray or white or even yellow vaginal discharge. And it can also result in a bit of itchiness and burning when you go wee. As well as BV, I mentioned thrush. Thrush is a really common yeast infection. When I say common, a lot of people are aware of it. Essentially it's harmless, but it can cause a lot of discomfort. So one of those ones where you just rather not have it. Do you know what I mean? Typical thrush symptoms for a woman include white vaginal discharge and that's similar to cottage cheese. Usually it doesn't smell. You may experience itching and irritation around the vagina and when you go to the toilet to have a wee, you might experience a stinging sensation. For men, thrush does present itself very similarly in that the white cottage cheese style discharge is evident and the itchiness is also there. There may also be a smell and if you have a foreskin, if you're not circumcised, thrush can make that pretty painful to pull back to. So, you know, wanking with a foreskin if you have thrush could be a bit of a problem for you. They're two of the main things that can come off the back of a woman's pH balance being knocked off. BV and thrush. Now the causes of a pH imbalance can include quite a range of things actually including unprotected sex. Unprotected sex can bring about a pH imbalance because it's new bacteria you're introducing into your vaginal ecosystem and let me tell you it's a very delicate ecosystem okay. She don't like invaders. She don't like strangers she don't like randomers just pitching up and being like yo wagwees she likes everything nice so imagine you've got with a new guy or you've decided that you're going to remove the condoms that you generally use with the guy that you're with 
suddenly you've got this naked bit of flesh inside of you that comes with its own bacteria and stuff that just knocks the ph balance off or it can knock the ph balance off it's not unusual for a woman to experience a bout of bv after having sex with a new partner without a condom or just with someone without a condom it's very very common antibiotics can also cause a ph imbalance douching oh my goodness i understand when people think that douching which is essentially spraying water up your front to clean yourself is where it's at i know douching has often been seen as something that's really kind of good if you like a good way of cleaning out your vagina wrong move it couldn't be worse like you're spraying up water which has its own whatever's going on in there and as a result of the you're just removing everything you're taking away all the goodness and you're replacing it with god knows what so douching is a no-no when it comes to washing your vagina i'm not trying to teach you how to clean yourself ladies but just yeah don't spray water up there don't spray the shower head up there don't use a douche just you know what i mean be sensible also avoid using perfumed products inside your vagina i get it i'm someone i love like listen i'm all up in lush like i will go in there and i'll spend my coins on a nice lush shower gel i love the smell I'm a, I'm a sucker for a good fragrance but that can't go inside my fanny i'm sorry not inside around it we're good inside mm-mm. it now going there to prevent a ph imbalance you could as, as i guess ties in with the unprotected sex you could use condoms semen just upsets your fanny so if you've got a condom on semen can't get in your fanny to upset her take probiotics don't douche as i just said you can eat yogurt like yogurt has got like um live cultures i think it is uh which is good for your body eat it you can eat it i mean i don't know how true this is but there's an old wise tale that says if you have thrush if you put yogurt like natural yogurt not like a flipping muller corner banana flavor with chocolate flakes in not none of that like pure yogurt it cools the area down and it calms down the infection i've never tried that so i can't vouch for it but i've heard it works so to ingest yogurt it's got to be a good thing too if it has i mean when you think about like those little bottles of like yakult i think it comes from japan it's like a drink from japan it's almost like a shot like you lick it back and it just gives you all your live cultures that you need things like that they would be good also just seeing your gynae you know going along and seeing your gynae regularly even if that just means like for your routine smear tests or whatever and i just think if anything feels abnormal you know anything feels strange to you then you go and you see your gynae you know burning itching smells unusual discharge that kind of thing so if we take into account the effects that the ph balance has on the vagina we can kind of come to the conclusion that it could affect orgasms because like let's be real if you're all itchy and kind of uncomfortable down there like the orgasms that you have potentially won't be as fantastical as it could be had you not been fighting the urge to kind of scratch your bits because of the thrush you know because the thrush is agging you do you know what i'm saying it's like you're not free to just enjoy and relax because a lot of the pleasure that comes from orgasms comes from the fact that you should be so relaxed you're just letting the feel just run through you like a runaway train not literally but you know what i'm saying but i think to say that your orgasm is based on your ph balance solely is incorrect and actually misleading this whole diet affecting your body in ways that we can't even begin to imagine thing it did make me curious i'm not gonna lie as i said now i know there are some foods that are good for your sex drive you know the the kind of ones that boost blood flow around the body into your nether regions but i wanted to know more so as i said i did a little bit of research and discovered there are so many foods that can get you right when it comes to sex and satisfaction i want to share a few of those with you eggs 
Oh yeah, eggs. Eggs are largely protein. They contain a natural chemical called choline. Now, this chemical triggers the production of nitric oxide listen it's all scientific y'all this is really scientific but it's interesting so choline triggers the production of nitric oxide which increases blood flow to the clitoris and the penis what's more choline is a precursor to acetylcholine which is a neurotransmitter that basically controls sexual behavior through its activity in the brain so having a higher level of acetylcholine has been associated with more frequent sex and more intense and longer orgasms. Eggs also have high concentrations of vitamins B5 and B6. These actually help to balance hormone levels and they also help to fight stress. So imagine you've got eggs that contain like vitamins that help to combat stress then obviously orgasms themselves kind of help you relax and help to reduce stress. Like just having the two of them in your life just makes sense isn't it? Like you're just gonna be so relaxed, ridiculously relaxed. Peppers, it's another food that is really good for you apparently, especially when it comes to sex. The hotter, the better. Now, I like peppers. I like spice. I like heat. I like my mouth to feel on fire. Listen, when I'm eating curry or something like that, don't try and give me mild. I need that to burn the inside of my mouth. Like literally, I love it. I love when the heat just goes down my throat and into my belly. Oh my gosh. It is actually quite sexual. <laughs> That's really quite sad, isn't it? But no. Jokes aside, I really do enjoy peppers, I enjoy chilli, I enjoy heat. Peppers increase your metabolism and they stimulate endorphins. So they make you sweat, they pump up your lips, don't need that, and they speed up your heart rate. All of those factors, all of those things, it basically gets blood flowing to all the essential areas. I kind of see how that one works. I really see how it works and actually mimics how you feel when you orgasm actually like the effects of peppers i'm not saying like it's peppery like a, a like you've eaten a pepper but do you know what i mean like the flushed feeling the potential sweaty feeling the kind of blood rush the increased heart rate these are all things that can happen when you orgasm so and eating a pepper same thing so yeah okay it makes sense to me now one thing that really got me and i kind of knew this I think we all kind of knew this, or we think we know it, or if we don't know it, we kind of accept it as one of those myths that we want to roll with, because if you're a chocolate lover like me, hmm, you're buying it. I love me some chocolate. So to understand that it can lead to a more sexually satisfying life, for me, is everything. And to know that it's not just a fallacy, that's even better. Research has proven this. Chocolate contains a chemical called phenylethamine. I've probably pronounced that wrong, but we're going to roll with it. This chemical triggers feelings of relaxation, intoxication, and pleasure. It also reduces mood-boosting, stress-reducing serotonin. It stimulates physical contact, and it lowers inhibition. So when you eat chocolate, when you wrap your mouth around a nice bit of chocolate, it's doing all of that. All of that. I love it. There's more, though. Cacao, which is the raw ingredient in chocolate, right? It increases serotonin levels, which can lower stress levels, boost desire, and make reaching orgasm easier. Cocoa, also a massive component of chocolate, increases blood flow to where you want it to go. Like, someone sign me up to a chocolate drip. Like, seriously. Like, if we're going to get all of that, it's a no-brainer, really. I'm like, do you not understand the pleasure the pleasure, the satisfaction. I mean, when you put a piece of chocolate in your mouth and you let it melt on your tongue and it's just, and you feel the rush of the, mm, of the cocoa and the, yeah, you're just like, it makes perfect sense to me. Oh my goodness. This chocolate fact in particular makes me so damn happy. And I know it's sad. One more for you. 
honey. Studies have shown that boron, which is a mineral that's found in honey, may enhance blood levels of testosterone. Now, testosterone is the hormone responsible for promoting sex drive and orgasm in both men and women. I know most people associate testosterone with men. No, we've all got more or less every every hormone. Look at me all trying to act like I'm some kind of biology scientist, but no. I'm far from that but I do understand that in the human body we all basically have all the hormones but we just have different levels like a man would have more levels of testosterone than a woman and a woman would have more levels of estrogen than a man but I understand that we have both I know someone's going to correct me and say shut up Cheryl you're talking rubbish but I don't believe I am (laughs) so this boron can enhance those levels of testosterone which promotes sex drive and orgasm in women and men. Also, boron helps the body to metabolize and use estrogen. I like honey too. Like I have Manuka honey and anytime I have a cold, I'm like, okay, let's just go for a nice little, you know, teaspoon or just like, not even a full teaspoon, like a a quarter teaspoon of that, maybe with some lemon in some hot water, you know, and we'll just mix it up and we'll just lick that back and we're good. I actually subscribe to Manuka honey as an essential medicinal item. Like that's how deep it is. But of course, that's just my experience. On the flip side to consuming foodstuffs that can do good in the sex department, obviously there are going to be things that don't do you as much good, right? Stands to reason. Coffee is actually one of them. Now, I'm not a coffee drinker. I love the smell. Love the smell. Like the smell is just amazing. But in terms of drinking it, I can't. I can't do it. I don't like it. Never have. And I can't imagine I ever will. And I understand that it's not a food, but it is definitely something that a lot of people consume. And in some instances, copious amounts of it as well. Some say coffee can actually boost a woman's sex drive. And there may be an element of truth in that. But for others, it contributes to anxiety, which can actually negatively affect the sex drive. Plus, excessive caffeine is definitely a culprit when it comes to difficulty with orgasm, actually. When you're kind of jacked up on caffeine, it's hard to relax. And relaxation is essential for just having amazing orgasms because it allows your circulation to work at its best. Again, not trying to get too technical because I ain't that technical. It just makes sense. So coffee can have a bit of a, a bad effect, but... I would imagine that's not with everybody that drinks coffee. So if you're someone that drinks coffee and you're cool with it, then you know what? Do you, Bill? Refined sugar. All of us know sugar ain't good for us. But imagine, sugar actually affects orgasms. It messes with your dopamine and serotonin balance. And when serotonin spikes, as it does when you eat refined sugar, it inhibits dopamine release, which can result in a delayed orgasm or none at all. So again, this might not affect you. You might have been backing off the sugar for as long as you can remember and it's never affected you. But that's not to say that it might not ever affect you because as we know, our bodies are organic and they change all the time. So what was okay for us five years ago might not be okay for us in five years to come. Do you see what I mean? So we kind of have to look at everything. So knowing that sugar can affect your your levels like that is worth being aware of that. Sugar ain't shit. Like sugar obviously (laughs) tastes good. It's very addictive. It's more addictive than crack. That's real. And because it's in a lot of foods that we eat, whether it's as a preservative or as a main component, it's really hard to kind of get away from it. And that's why you find a lot of people actively trying to not eat sugar because it's hard not to. It's like really, really difficult to not eat sugar. So yeah. Also, high blood sugar levels can actually result in vaginal dryness. So ladies, that's quite an interesting fact. Obviously, vaginal dryness can make sex not only unpleasurable but actually 
really painful as well. Yeah, if you're not lubricating properly, that can really throw a spanner in the works for want of a better expression. So there you have it. Diet can impact our pleasure more than we think. So, excuse me, while I go and have a huge piece of chili chocolate, because I'm such a fiend, I'm such a chocolate fiend, it's ridiculous. Pepper and chili, it's freaking bone-ons all around. Imagine how horny that will make. Actually, you know what? Maybe that's why chili chocolate is a thing. Maybe it's an aphrodisiac. Maybe no one was telling us this, or maybe people were told and I just kind of missed the memo. I don't know. Is like chili chocolate a known aphrodisiac? I'm going to Google it because I feel like it might be. It might well be. So I'm officially out of steam, even though it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> I've run out of stuff to say. Not. <laughs> I don't want to bore you for too long. But listen, I will catch you on the next episode. And if this is your first time listening, please check out episode one too. You might enjoy it. Who knows? I really hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode of Hit The Clock. I am Cheryl and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Cheryl's World, which is S-H-E-R-R-Y-L-S World. If you do have something to say or you simply want to add something to this episode or just hit me up and say, yo, please feel free to do so. I would love that. You can either contact me directly on the socials or use the hashtag HTCPod. Yes, I've changed it from last week, but we're definitely going to stick with this one. Okay. Yeah, promise. So yeah, catch you next week.